This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. So my first prayer is that your backup will never become back down. You know what I said? I said your backup will never become back down. In the method of Jesus, and I pray that your breakthrough will never become a breakdown in the method of Jesus. Now, as we journey through this turning of breakthrough today, we will stop at a few milestones, a few stations, and we're going to drop what I call excess luggages. We will drop off luggage of weariness, luggage of pain, luggage of unforgiveness and bitterness, luggage of despair, luggage of hopelessness. Luggage of fear, we drop luggage of uncertainty, we drop off luggage of loneliness and godlessness, we drop off luggage of blindness and insecurity, we drop off luggage that stands between us and our destiny in Christ Jesus. Come on, if you believe that, go ahead and give the Lord a clap offering. Yeah, I said give the Lord a clap offering. As you are clapping, the Lord showed me that somebody who has been standing still. I now gain mobility. Now, let me quickly warn you, like I told you before, that I'm not a man of God. So don't expect me to jump up and down. Don't expect any drama from me. I'm not even going to sweat because I'm not the one that will do the work. Master is the one doing the work. Amen. And I had to be, to be still so that I can hear him. So when a prophecy comes, if I were you, embrace it totally and completely. The Lord said there's somebody here, the, new, the, 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 the good news you'll be waiting for will reach your hand as we enter with March. In the matter of Jesus. When I say you will drop some luggages, and uh, when you drop all those luggages, there'll be some vacancy, some emptiness in, in, your, in your total person, and uh, something will fill those, those emptiness. And those things we call garment of precious. In the matter of Jesus, uh, somebody will receive garment of hallelujah choruses. Yeah. In the matter of Jesus, and one or two people will receive garments of hope, garments of joy, garments of fruitfulness, garments of strength. Now, many of you would like to go with me on this journey. Come and put up your hands to the Lord. Now, put those hands together and appreciate God for what we are saying. I need to shout something for me. What are you going to shout? You say, Pastor, I'm on board. Pastor, I'm on board. I didn't say you should shout it now. We have to do it in a way that the heavens will join us. We're going to do it after at the count of three. And when you say it, then you keep on clapping and some things will happen. Some extraordinary things will happen. Church, are we ready? Yes, Come on now. One, two, three. Shout. Pastor, <laughs> give the Lord a clap of a rock at Makate. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And it shall be so in the matter of Jesus. I said it shall be so in the matter of Jesus. You know what God just did is miraculous. There's somebody here who has a growth that is threatening a body that could become cancer. When you are clapping, the growth disappeared. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I want to title this message and call it A Place Called Gethsemane. A Place Called Gethsemane. And then um, in the scripture we read, 
The Bible says Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go in and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to me, my soul is extremely sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and uh, watch with me. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus went to a place called Gethsemane. It's a place in Israel. <laughs> and it's at the month of um, olives, so to say. I've been in that place seven times. I've been to Israel seven times. And any time I go into the garden of Gethsemane, I get born again again. I receive a new experience. I'm empowered all over the place. Now, Gethsemane, according to Webster, he said it's a place at the foot of Mount Olives near Jerusalem where Jesus went with disciples regularly to pray. Now, it later became the scene of letdown. It became the place of agony. It became a place of betrayal and arrest of Jesus ultimately. Now, Luke 22, 39, Luke 22, 39 confirms that it's a place where Jesus went regularly. You know, that's a place you and I go regularly. It's called a place of prayer. <laughs> Amen. Now, from the scripture we read, we see Gethsemane as a place of sorrow, a place of agony, a place of intense prayer. And oh yes, just like Jesus, so many of us are at a place called Gethsemane, a place where we are sorrowing, a place where we are asking ourselves, this year, is it going to be like last year? A place of pain, a place where we have been disappointed, a place where we have been bruised, a place of frustration, a place of not knowing what will happen tomorrow, a place of loneliness, a place where we have been waiting and saying, Lord, what's immigration doing to my documents? A place where we, 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 we have certain visions that we do not even know what to do with the visions. Above all, it's a place of desperate prayer. I want to tell you something. Gethsemane is a lonely place. <laughs> it's so much of a lonely place that Jesus Christ took his companions, trusted and I, so to say, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, he took them along. Those were his closest prayer partner. They were his confidants. He begged them in verse 38. He said, my soul is sexually sorrowful, even unto death. Stay here and keep watch with me. But what did we see? Jesus went to pray. Came by the first time. His trusted confidence was sleeping. Hmm. He came by the second time. They were sleeping. Finally, probably out of desperation, he declared to them the evil that was about to be unfold. That was, you see, in verse 45. Then he came to his disciples again and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Let's, let's just pause a little bit here. Let's, let's ask ourselves some questions. Do you know why those trusted confidants were sleeping? 
Yeah, someone will say because they were tired. But they were sleeping because Jesus' place of Gethsemane was not their own place of Gethsemane. Can you imagine what will happen if your trusted backup is sleeping while you need him or her most? Now I have good news for you. The one who watches over you never sleep, no slumber. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. In the matter of Jesus, behold, he who keeps Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. The Lord says there's somebody here that somebody gave you a promise that's over a year now and that um, you have been waiting for that promise. But trust me, that promise is no promise. Papa God said he will replace that promise with his own everlasting promise. In the matter of Jesus. Now, Jesus' companions did not understand the pain and agony their master was going through. They did not understand the need for desperate prayers of that cold night. Folks, many of us expect too much from our loved ones in our sojourn at a place of Gethsemane. <laughs> a wife expects too much thinking that her husband will understand her pains, her agonies, her loneliness, her overwork, and her tiredness. And if you're a man, you expect too much thinking that your wife will understand the precarious situation of your finances. You know, men are dangerous to live with when they are broke. Yeah? They get angry at everything and anything. Whereas a woman still has the, the grace to keep on stretching and managing lean resources. And they do it joyfully. Come on, put your hands together for every woman in this place. I know some, some of the guys are jealous. <laughs> Many of us expect that the children that we are raising will follow our footsteps. Yeah, we expect too much. Now I have five daughters as you have seen, and I have at the back of my mind what all of them should become. Doctor, engineer, pharmacist, down the line. Amen. When we got to America, they made me to understand that daddy, that's your own vision. Our vision are different. Thank God for their vision. They are all doing very well now. They are all young managers. And they are doing so well that if you come to my house anytime, you see at least six Mercedes Benz parked in front of my house. <laughs> People think that I'm Mr. Benz. Listen to me. <laughs> you don't measure uh, people's value by the cars they ride, but Benz is good. <laughs> Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now, you want to talk of friends and acquaintances and lovers, schoolmates, even church members. Forget them, my people of God. They are easily blown away by the storms in times of crisis. When we got married, we waited for three, four years before the first baby came. And during those three, four years, my wife has seen her from uh, my family side. You know, those of you who know my wife, you will confirm that she's the most beautiful woman 
in the world. There's no, there's no discussion. There's no, there's no argument about. She's even much more brilliant than me. She knows the scripture more than me. She's prayerful more than me. All I carry is God's anointing and authority. Say the word and it is accomplished. Come on, that's what happens. Amen. So, when we eventually were going to have the first child, we took ourselves to the hospital and I handed her over to the doctors and the nurses. And I went to arrange for beer, cartons of beer, for a party that would happen for a child that was not yet born. All she went through in the labor room, I wasn't part of it. It's a shame. Because when I had the opportunity to witness the birth of the second baby, oh my God, I was in the labor room. Water broke. Blood came. And I saw everything. They were attending to her. Oh my God. I fell into labor. <laughs> but I've never seen that kind of thing before. And I have to have a special respect for her. That was her own place of Gethsemane. Not every woman who went to the labor room has the assurance of coming back alive. Is that bad? But most men, like I did the first child, I was looking for beer. Can you imagine? Because I did not understand the place they called Gethsemane. Look at Job's testimony when he was at his own place of Gethsemane. Job 19, verses 14 to 15. He says, my relatives have failed me, and my close friends have forgotten me. Those who dwell in my house and my maidservants, they count me as a stranger. So I'm an alien in their sight. There is somebody here. Because it appears you have lost your old glory. People don't reckon with you again. Very soon, they are coming back. To run to your light Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Even when a man will not go bearing, looking for beer, when the wife is locked up in the theater, he will sit at the, the waiting room dozing. Oh, I didn't know that that woman is at the place of testimony. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Peter slept while Jesus was at his encounter with Gethsemane. And let's listen to Peter's boast in the past, Matthew 35. Peter said to Jesus, he said, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. <laughs> and so said all the disciples. At the time it mattered, Peter denied Christ big time. But later on, Peter too, encountered his own Gethsemane. It was a little girl, a small rat. See, Oga, you were like one of them. Say, no, 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 no. The girl went. I, you were there. He said, no, 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 stop it. The little girl said, can my eyes be deceiving me? I know you are there. He said, no, go, 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 go. <laughs> And then Peter realized that he has been to a place of testimony. He will find difficulty in forgiving himself. 
Not only Peter. Moses got to his own place of Gethsemane. Moses was supposed to lead the children of Israel onto the promised land. He did many things. He led them across the Red Sea. But because of his anger, he couldn't see, he couldn't be part of the promised land. So he had to compose a very beautiful song, a song of repentance, which you see in Deuteronomy chapter 32. When you get to a place which um, Deuteronomy chapter 32, yet the Bible says you will see the land before you, though you shall not go there into the land which I'm giving to the children of Israel. Thank God Moses finished well. We will finish well in Jesus' name. I say we finish well in Jesus' name. Now concerning Gethsemane, Jesus had been to the place several times with his disciples. Let me carry out a survey here. I'm not sure whether I've done it before. How many of you are having some problems now that the Lord will solve? Let me put up, put up your hand. Let me see. Put it up properly. I mean, okay. Put, put your hands down. How many of you had problems last year? Last year. Okay. All right. How about the year before the last year? How about other year? <laughs> so the problems of last year disappeared. The one before that year disappeared. The one before that year disappeared. So I put across to you that the problem of this year, they are disappearing. Yeah. I come and put your hands together for the Lord. I know what I'm talking about here. The problems of this year, they are doing what? You see, the reason why we do not understand God is that God moves us forward incrementally. Because that million you are looking for, that you are praying for, if God dropped one million into your account now, you, you will backslide. It, and it's not a cause. Because the money you do not work for, you cannot manage it. Remember the exercise we did yesterday? We told those people in that place, <laughs> she will have $1,000. And they, they are making the, the loudest noise. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the Lord said there's somebody here. He said we transform you suddenly. Amen. From being a tenant to become a landlord. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> you know, when, when, I, when I went to do my doctorate degree in organizational leadership, I didn't have the money, but I took the loan. I had not paid the loan for the master's, 37000 Now I took the loan for the, <laughs> the, 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 the PhD, doctorate degree, another uh, 67000 know, I was using part of the loan to manage my family. You understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> but I just knew that somehow, somehow, this, this debt was getting heavy. But it wasn't weighing me down. I didn't have any problem because I knew that if I drop debt today, they're not going to pass the debt to my children. It's not going to happen. Amen. I, I, but my credit history was being bastardly affected. There was a time that my credit history went as low as 485. And I wanted to buy, I wanted to buy a small car. Very small car. Koe, you know that in Nigeria. I, I will go and buy this with my own money. 
I want to buy a small car. And the man said, what's your credit history? I gave him my social security number. He looked at it, I looked at it, he said, 485. <laughs> he looked at me as if I were a rogue. He said, you can never buy anything in this country. <laughs> I look at the person who, 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 who went with me. I said, tell him, <laughs> tell him that his head is not correct. About 485. I didn't even know the meaning of that thing. I wish I could go back to him to let him know that I bought series of cars in this America and that my credit history does not fall below 750 anytime now. You see, only the people who understand what we are talking about are clapping. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter the level you are now. I say it again. It does not matter the level you are now. You are undergoing a process. And very soon, the glory of the Lord will begin to be manifested in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. That is says that somebody here, you wrote um, professional examination one too many. You are getting discouraged. Papa God said no. Next time, you are going to come out in flying colors. Call it Adventures of Life. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pause for a while and ask ourselves some questions. Is there anything we call life examinations? You know, when, when I was going to graduate in engineering, I felt that the moment I graduate, that all my problems will be solved. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the problems began <laughs> after I had my degree. I looked for a job. They gave me a letter of employment. The figure looked good. So, all right, now, no more problems. The first month, there was no problem because I satisfied everything I was looking for. Bought a silk shirt, feather jeans, nice pair of designer shoes, no responsibility. But when my parents said, it's time for you to have your own apartment, then I knew that the money was small. <laughs> Glory be to God. Well, the, you know what is interesting? I turned 70 at you last year. April this year, I'll be 71. <laughs> Amen. The money has always remained small. <laughs> Over the years. But what has never remained small is the glory of God. Come so on, put your hands together for the Lord. Please don't mind me as I continue to put up, pull up my pants. I left in a hurry. I forgot my belt. But I assure you, it won't fall off. <laughs> glory be to God. You know, somebody just laughed now. And daddy said that you tell that person that the joy of laughter has become permanent in your life. Yeah. In the matter of Jesus. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Now, there are many people under the influence of my voice 
who are in their Gethsemane, I want to say to you that your present agony, your present struggles, your present shame, your present loneliness, your present poverty, your present uncertainty will become your final examination that you are writing right now. In the matter of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus Christ, look at those people. He gave up. He now faced his father. Said, oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And this is a prayer of total submission to the will of God. Many of us need to understand that we need to submit ourselves to the will of God. Because for gold to be purified, it has to go through fire. Amen. And many of you are going through purification now. I want to assure you that that fire you are going through will not kill you. Amen. You will come out refined in the matter of Jesus. Daddy Joe told me a story a long time ago. I went to meet him. I, I said, Daddy, look, I've preached everything I could preach in America. And it's only Nigerians that keep on coming. I said, the Caucasians are not coming. Even black, black Americans, that we are equally black, they are not coming. That just smiled. <laughs> he said, you call yourself an engineer. I said, yes, sir. He said, don't you realize that when somebody is building a house, you start with local materials. And it's the local materials, the soil, and everything that you put together. That when the house is now getting to the roof, and he's standing. They begin to bring in important materials. The switch, the light, the lighting system, and everything. So now, when those things are there, and the house is now standing, they will go say, okay, all right, is that, is that Koye's house? Okay, let, let's just pay me a visit. So the, the orders begin to come in. Is that because in America, go and look at America. White Caucasian church is white Caucasian church. Black American church is black American church. Chinese evangelical church is Chinese church. Nigerian church is Nigerian church. At the very beginning. But when the spirit of excellence goes in, then other nations, they come in. I don't see part of, they are not clapping that place. Are they hungry? Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. I see an angel visiting somebody in that corner. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me wrap up because we're going to pray and we're going to receive God's miracle here. Remember that Jesus Christ was part of Godhead who became man for a particular purpose. Now, if Jesus Christ, the master, could be, could experience Gethsemane, who told you that you two will not experience Gethsemane? In the place, the place he went to regularly. Jesus Christ said, you also will drink of the cup of baptism with which I was baptized. Oh. Oh my God. That is said I should tell somebody that. He said, change your prayer partner. That is not the person that you should be praying with. But while you are praying with him or her, he's asking God, God, I bought my own now. He's having you. 
change your prayer partner. The three disciples most trusted of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ said, watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Hallelujah. Now I begin to ask myself a question. We know we exist in Trinity and body, soul, and spirit. So if the body, flesh is weak and the spirit is willing, what part is the soul playing, we may ask? Was it weak or was it willing? No, it was neither. It was the battleground. Many of you, your minds are your battleground. And I, try, I tell you something. You need to trust God. Amen. I, I, I'm not trying to be parochial here. I love the Yoruba people where I come from. Their language is very rich and very interesting. A particular word can mean different things. For example, the word spelled O-W-O. Owo, he looks at it. Owo, it collapses. Owo, it collapses. Owo. Trade. You can go on and on and on and on. So I went local and applied this system to the word Gestimani. And I got a victorious revelation that described your situation. The Holy Spirit said, Gestimani. You are a guest. Gestimani. You are a guest in land of sorrow. You are a guest in land of poverty. You are a guest in land of sickness. That is, that, that sickness will not kill you. That sorrow will not kill you. That poverty will not kill you. You will not die in shame. You will be elevated from glory to glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Guest, Guest, don't kill yourself. Jesus Christ was a guest in Gethsemane. You also, you are a guest. And that's why you survived problems of previous years. You have become an expert at surviving problems. Come and be on your feet and talk to the Almighty God. Say, Papa God, I'm a guest. I'm a We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.